0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 17 of The Overview. I'm Champion V, and uh, today we've got Fish, Sticks, and Shade joining me, of course, and Jason. Jason's with us today. What's up, Jason?
1: I know my nose doesn't fit the cab normally, but at oh, least my head man. can be the cab.
0: <laughs> Took that away from Shade. You know why I love having Jason on the show? I mean, he just exemplifies
2: professionalism and uh, really yeah. brings it of course he brings it up a notch. So, every single time, right? I'm impressed. I'm impressed.
3: I mean, I just love being here every week, you know, my two favorite people this week, plus Jason, so it's going to be a good good show. Well,
0: speaking of Jason and why you enjoy his professionalism, so Jason's going to be joining the overview as a periodic guest or just a periodic host whenever he can make it, so he's busy.
1: So welcome to the show, bud. I'm glad. Shade. It's, It's glad to be here, Shade. I'm sure we'll have plenty I always of great miss
3: time. You. I always miss you when you're not here. I always
1: miss you. you know? We'll see if you say that after today. God, the tension is, like, real here, guys. It's, like, real,
0: real. No, but uh, definitely lots to talk about. Always, There seems to always be a ton of stuff to talk about in terms of Overwatch, and that's really, really great for us who who are super passionate about Overwatch. Uh, but lots in the news, just how the game's continuing to blow up, uh, lots of re- uh, eSports news, too, and just events Two online events, uh, Ghost of Gamers, of course, weekly is going on. ESL had their own event, even a show match with Luminosity and, and Gale Force to talk about, as well as some team news, too. Just, uh, you know, folks dropping players or just players swapping teams. That's sort a of bit, too. Uh, and then uh, we'll do some QA at the end, uh, just like as always. Hopefully, well, we'll get to it this time around, guys. We won't run out of time. I'll get to some of the questions. So tweet those to at ChainmanV or at the Overview GG, and we'll, we'll read them out. Okay, so let's get to just some general news just in overwatch, and this is just kind of like the the uh I don't know just feel goods you know when it comes to to overwatch uh overwatch has seven million players is what Blizzard announced almost a week ago now, so I'm thinking it's like eight million now at this point or or nine million or something like that um pretty amazing I, I think it's is it officially the 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 best selling? new game i i'm i i'm not sure if it is it, or not if it clear if it broke any those records is, i don't know i'm not sure if it broke those records i, think I, don't, I, don't, a, I don't think so i think a it was post
3: somewhere saying that it is officially past league of legends and pc bongs and
0: okay maybe uh, no
2: i'm
3: pretty sure that i read that somewhere
0: no it no it, it was know. number two it, last
2: i saw but it took 10 percent of League of legends market share and is like close to it i don't yeah. think it passed maybe it was
3: something else was it the sudden attack one
2: yeah, I passed yes, seven
0: attacks. Yeah. It was number two in PC Bonds. But, uh, but, anyways, like, yeah, seven seven million players, guys. I mean, if you just even think about just the revenue from that, it's pretty disgusting. And uh, I think the price point, you know, just whole 40 or $60 and people worrying about people not buying it, I think we're seeing people buying it and it's like completely fine. <laughs> so, definitely kudos to Blizzard. This is definitely huge. This is going to be a huge year for Blizzard. I can't wait to see what the, the gross revenue
1: is. Yeah. How many cases did we all buy? Because we bought the game. Like yes. I, I bought the Origins Edition, yep. tried to go for collector's, I I spent sixty, and I bought fifty cases on top of that. You bought I mean, cases? I didn't oh, spend loot? any
3: of my own money on cases.
1: That that's okay, that's technically money. Fishix- Wait are cases? What are we talking about? Cases loot boxes? Yeah. Loot boxes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like,
3: What the hell Where cases are you? dude? Fishix, you want zero? What, what, what game are we playing here? Are you dude? running around naked with yeah. no skins on? What's going on here? That's, no intervention? that's
0: exactly accurate, actually. I have not I have almost caved. I have not caved yet. I've not caved Should yet. I, <laughs> I mean, got,
2: is like, that me like a less less of a good person or like less of an Overwatch fan? But because I haven't spent extra money on the game, I don't know. I bought this game for sixty bucks. Like,
0: hey man, time is money, and this guy spends a lot of time on on Overwatch. So yeah, I think it's okay if he doesn't give Blizzard that extra fifty to a hundred dollars or whatever it is.
3: One of my stream subs has bought like. 500 loot boxes or something like Holy that.
0: Holy crap! How many legends? So, what are the statistics? Okay, we always have these Hearthstone legendary pack things, right? So, what's the Overwatch uh, average for le- legendary skins in loot boxes?
1: And there was know. a post about it. I think I found it. Let me let me look at it real quick.
0: Okay, I wonder if it's the same. I wonder if they they just borrowed the same algorithm that, that the Hearthstone folks use.
3: I would like to think that it's random, so when I get like seven blues in a row, I don't feel okay. like Blizzard screwed me over.
1: <laughs> so this was over the course of <laughs> a thousand boxes, a sample mm-hmm. size. Yeah. Common yeah. was fifty well, it was ninety-seven percent, apparently, drop rate. Rare was seventy eight percent drop rate, epic was twenty five percent drop rate, and legendary was nine percent drop rate, but no, percent no, of like no. total of yeah. drops, legendary was only two and a half percent. So Okay. Pretty hard to get legendary, I guess. Never yeah.
3: buy a loot box again.
1: <laughs> Two and a half, yeah.
3: And then <laughs> okay, of course fair, get... there's
1: not that many legendaries compared to how many commons and rares there are, so I guess the percent's a little misleading.
0: Mm, I guess. I mean it might you know, it might actually represent just the percentage of, of total con- you know, just total content or whatever that's in the game. I mean but... the
3: amount of legendary skins versus the amount of like regular skins per hero isn't really that different. I think most Heroes have, like, six common, two epic, and oh, there's, I think four it's, legendary? Something like that?
0: Mm, I think it's just random. So it's it's like a little six or eight. It's a little bit different for everyone. I mean, there's not one that's, like, really, really low anymore. I think they've caught up with the Genjis, you know, and, the, and the, some of the folks that were missing some for a while.
3: Well, they um, wanted to launch with each hero having four legendary skins. Yeah,
0: they have, it, They all have so. at least four. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, two. So, I mean, I huh, I want to know how often you get coins, because I seriously have gotten more coin piles for legend boxes than I have actual skins. If you count the beta now and and launch, well,
2: I just got my first legendary last night at level twenty nine. So <laughs> oh, sh- oh, I don't know. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah. Okay. That's.
2: Um. I got gold. Yeah, I got gold. Actually, now you that got, got
0: gold it. too. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that that kind of sucks. <laughs> it sucks whenever up you a play bunch all of coins.
3: The characters. I saved up a bunch of coins, bought Raws and Yada, and then the Xbox I opened was legendary Raws and Yada. Okay, so, like,
0: that kind of feels bad too.
2: Feels
3: uh, bad, man.
0: Yeah,
2: you know what? I I get to play game. I like play game. <laughs> that is what <laughs> I, I do. Game. I play I play play game. Yes, that's, cosmetics, that's cosmetics, I can't look cosmetics. at myself.
3: If there
0: were more mirrors on the map, then maybe I would. You know, <laughs> maybe I would be tempted to get the. That's what
3: boxes. emails are for.
0: Okay, that's true. I, don't, I guess I don't run. And killing enough. people. Oh, what are you saying? I don't kill people. Is that the deal?
3: <laughs> no, I mean like you're, you. You emote after you kill someone.
0: Oh, oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. In
3: case yeah. you get played the game, then you okay. emote and play
0: the game. Right, right. All right. So not only do they have seven, in, I mean, just more than seven million at this point. um The subreddit, holy crap, dude! The subreddit is just growing, like on a. Crazy, crazy, uh, um, just rate right now. It's it's the biggest subreddit for BlizzritePiece piece at this point, past Hearthstone yesterday. So this is I, I don't even know where that it's is gonna just, stop. It goes up like oh 10 20 k like a day.
2: This is that, insane. That's that stat is actually staggering, considering that Hearthstone is one of the biggest games on the like on the planet. It's got a big esports scene. It's got all these pros that stream all day, yet in just a matter of the first week after the game came out, we've already beaten Hearthstone. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of sides you can point at that show that Overwatch is actually so far ahead of most other esport games uh, in, in terms of how early it is in its life cycle. But the fact that it's already the biggest Blizzard game on Reddit is kind of insane. And uh, yeah, I'm like constantly adjusting my predictions for where this game is going up after seeing just how quickly things are growing. But obviously, we, we talked about it last week. The subreddit is massive. It's got 370,000 subscribers. 18,000 people on it right now at, at, at any given time. But still nothing about eSports. So
0: yeah, uh, well, that
2: you, can't, me so hard. you can't tie it one-to-one with the, the eSports growth of this game. But uh, I think we'll start seeing it seep in eventually. As, I mean,
1: as to be fair, improvements happen competitive subreddit has gone from like what 2,000 mm-hmm. up to 18,000 over the course of a week or two so yep. it's starting to filter over but I think nothing tilts me more than going to overwatch subreddit and just seeing play the game play the game look what I did mm-hmm. look what I did I got two kills I got a I revive it just tilts me so hard I mean yeah it's it, the game's out so obviously it's gonna be there people are like <laughs> look what I did but like you compare this to to, o- to global offensive subreddit and it's just, it's just night and day but eventually it'll change but yes
0: of course ugh. Yeah, we talked about so this last bad. week, obviously to a degree, and um yeah, it's just people were—they'll be fatigued for sure for these play of the game videos. And honestly, we're starting to see less, in, a little bit less of it on on the. I just don't page. see it
3: at all. I filter it
0: out. now <laughs> You just filter it out. Yeah, that's that yep. true. The tags are nice that way, uh, but the competitive, like you said, the competitive sub- subreddit is growing fast. And fishsticks, you're actually a mod on that that subreddit now, right?
2: Yes, I am. Uh, I, I swear to God, I like. I wasn't gunning to be a mod. I'm just like, hey guys, you should make a tournament calendar. I'll help you. And hey guys, you should put the tournament calendar on the sidebar. Hey guys, there's a, team, there's a stream team for competitive streamers. Like, Put that on the sidebar. And I'm just like, you know what? Just make me a mod. I'll just do it. <laughs> uh, so they said yes, and yeah, now now I'm going to contribute a little bit over there. No idea how much time I'm actually going to be able to devote to, to that, but...
0: Right, right. No, that's great. uh, I mean, at least we're
2: doing some little things here and there.
0: Yeah, I just even Hearthstone, right? The competitive, uh, you know, sister subreddit is quite large, and and it's become that you know you don't see much competitive discussions in the main Hearthstone subreddit anymore. And I think it's it's going to be pretty similar to this in Overwatch. We might just see just giant tournaments being posted in the main one, and then just more meta-centric and you know very in-depth discussions being being talked on the competitive Overwatch subreddit.
1: if I'm not mistaken, I thought um, the Overwatch subreddit was going to have in the sidebar like tournaments that are happening at the they moment. Do. Yeah, they're I they're supposed.
3: That's what yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. That's a, the competitive one. Yeah. No, I thought
0: well, no, 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 the, no. The, the no that's the one, one. one. The regular, regular
3: one. one. Uh, yeah. No. Kiki said last week. I think that they were working no, no. on having it included into the new one. Their, K- like.
0: Yeah, Kiki said that runner, right? during the, Kiki said yeah. that in the chat during the during the show, and literally right after the show, I saw something on the right bar. So there is a tournament. Already, oh, the upcoming events. Yeah, I there's see. already upcoming events. Oh, yeah. cool, cool. It might cool. even been like there it before it. the show. I just didn't notice it until after we talked about it. Yeah, I going to say, Kiki's a base,
1: is basic. Kiki's basic. She's <laughs> messaging me right now, yelling at me for having a white shirt on, but she's basic as, <laughs> she's basic as shit. <laughs> no, anyways, yeah. So there, there will be some,
0: you know, there, there'll be some mention, and you know, I, I, mean, I'd like sticky stuff like on the front one, but you know, that's just me, of course, and just the
2: thing to... is, we'll get there. It'll be yeah.
0: fine.
3: I'm a little like, bit concerned, like, because the mentality that I'm so used to seeing from the Overwatch subreddit, like during closed beta, was that nobody wanted to see anything about esports on the subreddit. So that concerns me a little bit, like going into mm-hmm. after release, what people's reactions are going to be. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit worried I'm- just
1: based off of past events. Hey,
3: I from- for me is-
1: yeah, go ahead, Jason. Oh, thank you, thank you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think for me is, it's like. As as Ben said, there's 18,000 people there at any given time. That's Let's just be generous and say 50% of those are going to say, oh, a tournament's going on right now. I want to see what this is about. That's what 9k people just randomly tuning into a stream to see what's happening. Maybe they'll get interested. Maybe they'll start playing competitively. Maybe they'll start following streams and tournaments. It's just like the potential um, amount of people I can see a tournament coming, even if they just stop in for two minutes is is nice. I mean, you have Gosu Gabers, which I think we'll get to later, had 20,000 views for their weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the 27,000, there you go. Like just another 9,000 to that and you're pretty much bigger than any of the Blizzard games right now when they do a major event. So, mm-hmm. well not Hearthstone but Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There uh, was Sunday and, uh, for
3: a few hours Overwatch was like the biggest game on Twitch for
1: Yeah.
2: It's pretty good and uh, and also even though it's a far cry from the main subreddit to be sure, but the competitive subreddit is averaging like 400, 350 to 400 concurrent people on it at any given time. And that's actually like the size of medium-sized subreddits for games like right. Street Fighter, right? So right. our competitive subreddit alone is as big as main game subreddits for a lot of other games. So that's actually pretty good. I'm, I'm really happy to see that.
0: It's just the beginning. Like Jason said, I mean, we it's grown, what, like 15,000, I think, in the last week? So I mean, if he could even get to a hundred thousand for a competitive one, that would be just amazing.
3: Actually,
0: yeah, <laughs> that'd be outstanding. Uh, just to give you some idea about who's you know talking about, it, obviously, I mean, I've been listening to different gaming, different gaming, gaming podcasts and live just shows and whatnot in the gaming industry talking about Overwatch or just you know completely infatuated with Overwatch. But even billionaires like Elon Musk are in... in also, like recommending this game, so uh that, you know the the extent of which this the game is, I, I think uh, reaching people is crazy. I mean, we haven't seen anything like this before, right? I mean, have we seen anybody like Elon Musk talking about League of Legends? Uh, I mean, I people investing at know. this point, people investing in LCS, like you know, obviously to that degree at, at this point in esports. Yeah, I think there's
3: a lot of behind but, the scenes people but, that are like that level, but. Mm-hmm they're not like openly talking about it
2: i'll say when i saw the elon musk thing i was really really happy because there's only two things in this world that i am a <laughs> blind fanboy for and one of them is overwatch and the other one is anything that elon musk has ever touched in his whole life uh i, I own tesla stock like i uh, yeah Do you so own this is a perfect car pair.
0: though not
2: yet not yet
0: okay all right all right cool cool
3: so what you're saying is when you saw this tweet, you just freaked out.
2: Pretty much. Super fanboy. Awesome. Yeah, I should retweet this. I should definitely retweet this. What am I doing?
0: You haven't retweeted it? It's so much for a fanboy. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I'll do it later. Yeah. But no, definitely it's really cool to see, uh, you know, just again, just how pervasive the, the game's been. And it'll be cool. It'll be interesting to see how long this lasts. It's kind of Overwatch high. Um, I'm thinking it'll last to the end of the month. We'll, we'll see but even just honestly for about 60, 70, 75 days for a game just to be like the the most prominent thing in the gaming industry, that's that's amazing these days because games come out like every week and E3 is coming out this week. You know, E3 is going to be a big thing this week too. So I'm sure we'll see a bunch of announcements and uh, we'll see, I guess, how, uh, if everybody's still talking about Overwatch that's not crazy, crazy into it.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> what? Sorry, did you see this tweet from G2A on the on the chain? All right,
0: let me see. Oh God, it's too good. Let get. What is it? it in oh, you mean in the chain for the Yawn Must chain? Yeah. No, I didn't see it. All right, let me let me see what this is.
1: <laughs>
0: Wait, it didn't work. Hold on. Wait, no, I know it didn't work. Come on, man. Hold on, hold on. Jeez, come on. Why did it? There it is.
3: Oh my God, I didn't see this. the play Overwatch tweet in this chain. This is amazing.
0: Oh this is awesome. Okay, I got to show this. Oh god. <laughs> the similarities are just crazy. It's it's amazing.
3: Did you see the Overwatch one where they said uh if yeah. you need any astronauts, we have a gorilla for ex- with experience?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely good. Nice great entertainment, that's for sure. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next bit of news. Uh, so banning. So the ban hammer. You know, we've talked a lot about just you know Blizzard uh, being research, just being on the lookout for hackers. Definitely putting da- down the ban hammer for hackers. And uh, you know, we've seen more public announcements from China, especially particularly uh, in the recent week, that talks about them banning. I think it was like the first wave was like 1,500 people. Yeah, 1,572 mm-hmm. people, and that uh just you know statements from just blizzard uh like netease and as well as blizzard have been very firm about you know there's no tolerance for for hacking obviously we we'll, we'll, we're not going to ban people quickly we're going to do our you know just the due diligence for it but when we ban it it's going to be you know it's it's going to be quick and it's going to be you know don't think you can get away with it basically is what they're saying
3: i think the best part of that story was actually the like quotes from the guy that bought four different copies of overwatch and <laughs> was like banned on all of them for cheating it was great like that's a lot of money <laughs> you,
1: just you have to compare it to like counter-strike as well so yeah. in counter-strike the game costs at like its minimum was like three or four euros mm-hmm. or bucks whatever when it, it's on sale for a major so people stock up on tons of smurf accounts but on overwatch like i don't want to spend 40 bucks on another account because right. i wanted to cheat on my main account kind of thing not to mention the 50 cases i bought so i don't know if cheating would be as prevalent in overwatch just for the fact of how much it costs to like re-up if you do get caught but I definitely know there's a lot of websites promoting like wall hacks and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that.
0: Yeah.
3: I don't know if I necessarily agree with the mentality of like, "Oh, this game has a big price tag, so like we probably won't see as many cheaters because." Hmm. I mean, if you're the person making the cheats, you're probably making a lot of money off of it. And it's like It's well, I mean,
0: in the discussion in in, you know, to Jason's point, in the hacking discussion, especially in CS CF and and other communities, the price point of the game has always been like somewhat of a deterrent. Uh, so, I mean, I I still think it is because a lot of these guys don't want to spend you know forty fifty dollars every time they they want to you know give it a try, right? So, I I do see it happening a little bit less, just because of that. Yeah, I think
2: the one thing to take note of is just there's no pomp and circumstance from Blizzard. They're not making a big deal about this, but mm-hmm. you know, they want everyone to know that they're going to act decisively. So watch out, guys. No cheating. Bad well, move. Also,
1: you have to keep in mind how, I don't know if Blizzard does this, but the way Valve deals with cheaters in CS, they're going to let people cheat that they know are already cheating to see how many people are using that hack. So they ban everyone at, a, at one given time. So instead of banning one person at a time, they're banning thousands and that way it, you kind of get a bigger grasp of people pulled into it or pulled down, I don't know, banned from it yeah. Then just yeah. constantly making the people who make the hacks adapt it so they take out people in bigger waves, which I'm assuming they're kind of going that same route with banning that many people at once.
0: What do you, what do you guys think about the technique of just putting them in this? Like, don't, don't tell them that they know. And instead of banning them, they just put them in this bucket that's just like purgatory bucket where you only play against other hackers and and cheaters. You
3: do that with chaser players. <laughs> oh my <laughs>
1: god! It'd just be a bunch of tracers against each other. Oh man! Now nah, purgatory is when you're surrounded by eleven mays. Oh, makes you cringe just like thinking about. it.
3: Oh my god! Did you guys see the video that was on Reddit yesterday? It was a clip from Siegel's stream, and it was Exe playing May, and he was walk. He would take a step and then punch, and then take a step and then punch, and take a step and then punch, and and then he like double headshot Siegel and killed him. And Siegel's reaction was like, "What kind of devil ritual is this? (laughs) (laughs) Take a step and punch, do it." 180, and then double headshot someone and kill them, and then there was just like a picture of May's face that popped up on the screen, and just like a scream, like a shrieking scream. This is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny.
0: Oh, man, Mayfish are uh, yeah. Ben, you still playing May a lot or no? I know for Actually, a you're her. Not at all. Okay. Uh, yeah. Me too. I haven't played much of her recently. Roadhog's my new babe.
2: Yes. Roadhog's the, so fun. God, I love playing Roadhog. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, talking about some characters, uh, D.Va and McCree, it's been just the topic uh, from the standpoint uh, Jeff Goodman made a statement about them taking a look at both of these characters. Uh, more so of a buff for D.Va and a, a nerf for McCree. Uh, what do you guys think, just generally speaking, the this the right assessment for both of these characters? And McCree, obviously, has been a huge discussion in, in the competitive scene, but D.Va, I, I don't think, have a lot of people been talking about D.Va too in the competitive scene?
3: I think we probably need to add Widowmaker to that list, too.
0: Mm. I'd like to see what's on the list. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about Diva, though?
1: Oh, never mind.
0: Yeah, Diva. Like, I think Diva's.
1: Or... She's not bad, but she's like you can compare her to Winston and what she does in a uh, scream or something like that in a match, and Winston does it better. And if you have someone who does something one percent better than someone mm-hmm. else, like hero wise, obviously you're gonna choose the person that does it one percent better. Um, I, I don't think... know what they would potentially change in her, like ultimate charge i'm guessing or her kit i charge. don't know
2: diva's mean. in a really weird position right now i think because it's uh, the one thing that she does have over winston is that at close ranges she actually has better dps um mm-hmm. and she could do things like take down a reinhardt shield a lot better um, and and Widowmaker. Of, course, of course her knockback is pretty good Defense, defensive matrix is actually like my new favorite counter to a good widow or a uh, Bastion set up behind our Reinhardt shield, uh, but beyond that, you're right. I mean, Winston. I think a lot of it has to do with Winston's ultimate. He just has so much survivability on King of the Hill, on payload. No matter what, it just helps so much to have Winston because he can survive for so so long by just leaping continuously into the air, building his ultimate really quickly, and then uh, ultimate just lasting for what feels like an eternity. Um, I think, you know, frankly. To bring D.Va back in, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Winston toned down a tiny bit. I think D.Va could use some love as well. But like if, if I were Blizzard, I'd I'd like shorten I think I'd shorten Winston's ultimate by a couple of seconds. Um, and then in terms of tuning D.Va, I'm not sure what it is. Maybe just being able to move a little bit quicker when you're yeah, shooting, I think, um, I think that, that would that would be a, a huge help because you're so vulnerable when you're actually trying to shoot as D.Va, and that's one of her big problems.
1: Also her hitbox too honor under is on her, her huge, is yeah. huge yeah. yeah just like Zenyatta as well his hitbox is ginormous but it's I think like he
3: needs when he just gets one shot by a fully charged <laughs> yeah, in the body yeah. the
1: thing is so True. while we were casting at Take TV the tournament we noticed and we heard from Suga a lot of things about a Widowmaker obviously she's really strong and a Genji can basically one v one a Widowmaker if they're equal skill the problem comes into when a Widowmaker is being pocketed by Mercy and then a Genji can't beat a Widowmaker, and a Mercy 1v2. So but to bypass that, you throw a Winston in the mix, a Winston and a Genji can beat them 2v2, but I think if you throw a D.Va instead of a a Winston, you don't really get the same effects. You don't get the shield, you don't get the AoE damage, the constant damage as well. Um, It's a little bit easier to run away from a D.Va, I'd say. And again, Mm -hmm. like, like Fishstick said, the ultimate out of Winston just makes his survivability shoot through the roof, and he can easily leap back just like a Genji can if they pick up a kill or two. So it's really hard, I think, to nerf Winston, in a way that you wouldn't be affecting his skirmish power in, like, a two-on-two like that versus two Winstons, like, the whole double Winston combo. But, I mean, we'll get into hero, our hero limit discussion later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't I don't know what you can do to Diva Shade. do you have any thoughts? I don't know. Sorry, um, we've been talking the whole time, so I wanted to get you in on that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would like to see... One of the things that I think I hate, personally, about playing Diva is when I'm shooting, I move slower. And yeah, that kind of bothers me a little bit because... She only really does damage when you're like really, really close range. So the fact that, you know, you have to first of all get in close range, which isn't too hard with her boost, but you know, like once you get there, you're just slowed down, so it's hard to really like keep people
0: mm-hmm. yeah, close I mean, enough they-
3: to actually do damage to them, that really yeah. bothers me. So I'd like to see them maybe not remove it completely. But take away just a little bit of the movement debuff when she's firing, because there isn't really yeah, anybody else that, that has that. I'd
0: agree with that too. And I, I have like I don't think of, anybody
3: else, like even Winston, as powerful as his gun is, doesn't have the like problem of he's not slower when he's shooting yeah. his gun. So
0: That's right. yeah, I, I'll even get – I mean, even from the standpoint of just enjoyment factor, or just, you know, kind of this feel when you're playing the game. I think D.Va firing and not being able to move is one of the worst feelings, like, I have during the game when I'm playing it. There's there's not very many things in the game where I don't feel like it just, you know, flowing-wise, and just for this character, it actually feels right. And that's, like, the about one of the only things in the game I can I can point that just doesn't feel correct in terms of even just design. Just, you know, when you design a game, that's to feel good for your users. So, uh,
1: yeah, both I balance
0: think- and in design, I feel like that, that could be changed.
1: I mean, if they want to keep D.Va the way it is, then people have to adapt to her playstyle of just well, you're not really going to kill anyone, but you'll be a nuisance and you'll distract a Widow at a Mercy for a while, mm-hmm. while the rest of your team tries to win in a 5v4 or 5v5 battle. I don't know. She just doesn't she doesn't have her unique niche anymore, because you have Winston, who does his own thing, who jumps in the back lines, you have Reinhardt who protects the front, you have Zarya who protects DPS, uh, also does a lot of damage, yeah. and then you have uh, Roadhog now who is just ridiculously strong when you pair him with a Reinhardt just to sit behind the shield and not be an ult soak anymore but where does Diva fit in and she doesn't have that unique play style that makes her uh, accessible in a competitive way to like any strategies yeah
0: yeah, good point. Okay, well, McCree. All right, so everybody's been talking about McCree at this point. So, <laughs> what what do we change about McCree? Because you know they've collect right
3: tra- damage, stun duration. <laughs>
0: okay, everything. Right. So, I mean, stun duration is one thing that they have played with, right? And you know, you know jeff on actually the overwatch my other show it, we talked a little bit about just why they they only chose that which was he gave the reason he gave was just having your teammates still be able to assist in some way but at least having the the cooldowns between the stun and the right click how that still be basically unchanged so at this point i don't you know i think we everybody could agree that that's not that's not enough so that they need to do more uh shade you, you listed out those two which one's most important just like priority wise like damage from the right click how about your uh, right click
3: damage?
0: Okay. Right. I
3: have the same. Okay. So, like, my philosophy with Overwatch has not changed this entire time. I hate one shot mechanics, and McCree's right click feels like a one shot mechanic. It is a one shot mechanic for most heroes in it the game. It doesn't have a cooldown. I don't like. It's like a I don't like. Well, I mean, it kind of does. They kind of made it a little bit harder to reload with him, but yeah. I don't like one shot mechanics. So, things like Tracer one clipping a 200 HP hero at mid range, hate it. Widowmaker one shot body shots. Zenyatta, in particular, I mean, she one-shots body shot Tracer, too, but I hate Tracer, so whatever. Um, And, like... I mean, one-shot headshotting anything is kind of dumb, too. She does that to pretty much everybody, except for tanks. And McCree's right-click. I hate those things. Because it doesn't feel, especially with McCree's right-click, like there's any counterplay to it. Like, if he's creeping around a quarter and then flashbangs you from behind and then right-clicks you, like, you're stunned for the duration of his right-click, so...
1: Well, is it the right click or the flashbang pairing with it that makes it the right click so strong? I think it's the I mean, flashbang that, that actually flash makes the right click you. strong. He
3: could walk up to you, right click you, and if you don't get out of the way, you're going to die to the right click. He doesn't need the flashbang to one shot you.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we have an equivalent to that. Just something that right that literally one shots you almost every character in you know a second, <laughs> you know, especially from close range.
2: Ben, yeah. <sighs> I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that you can tune McCree. Um, I don't hate the idea of a flashbang being used uh, effectively with teammates. Uh, What I do get really frustrated by is like a McCree, if a McCree comes up from behind you or from the side and you don't see him coming or you don't hear his his spurs jingling or whatever – you're dead. I mean, against a really, really good McCree, you get flashbangs. you are just dead. Um, I don't hate the idea of a flashbang as frustrating as it is to be stunned in an FPS game, period. I don't hate the idea of a flashbang that forces there to be team play around it. But what what kind of bothers me is when McCree is like an instant killer. Uh, He's just like such a good roaming flanker uh, that if you're playing any other DPS class like Genji or whatever, I play a lot of Genji, so I really hate McCree's. <laughs> yeah. uh, if I don't, if I get cut off guard, you're just dead. Um, but if you made it so that he couldn't do the flashbang into right click anymore, then all of a sudden McCree is nerfed to shit. I think it would be useless uh, if he if he if you completely took that away from him. Um, so I'm not really sure what the median medium ground is here. Uh, One thing that I've personally suggested many, many times is that his right click is put on a six second cooldown, just like Winston's uh, leap or something like that, so that at least he can't uh, flashbang, right click, roll, right click. Um, At least put Fan the Hammer on a cooldown so he doesn't have quite as much burst ability, but that doesn't address at all the problem, or my perceived problem, of the fact that if you're flanked by McCree, you're just dead instantaneously. At least he wouldn't be able to do that against takes in this situation, but um, I don't know. That's my proposed solution and, you know, the way Blizzard's been doing things, I don't see them nerfing him in more than one way at once. Try one thing and see how it works. So I'd love to start with that. Just put put his uh, fan the hammer on a cooldown. I'd love to see that.
3: And it's super shoot. frustrating for me is like, a support because I'm following somebody around as Mercy and they get stunned flashbang by McCree there's no amount of healing in the game that I can do to keep them alive through that combo. Like they're just dead instantly. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like if there's no counterplay to something, it shouldn't be in the game. Yeah. And Jason, that's what bothers me the most.
0: What do you think, man? What
1: do you think, man? So I'm very cautious of how I go about talking about it because there's a couple of different things. So to what Ben said about the cooldown on on the dash and right click, I'm curious because. The fact that a McCree flashbang right clicks dashes right clicks, he's ideally gonna be rolling in the general vicinity towards you or near you, not away from you to right click again. So that puts McCree actually in a bad position. So he use it aggressively so he can be killed very really quickly in a return kill. But at the same time, I agree, it's kind of like BS that he can right click, flash or flashbang, right click, dash, right click again. But the thing is for me, McCree by nature is supposed to be like an up close and personal skirmisher dueler, just the way his kid is, the way he is, as like an old western kind of guy. So it's very hard to change that fact of taking away his right kick completely, because that's where his power actually is. Left click does, you know, really good damage, yes, but that's been toned down, and he's more about a battle, like a dueler in person. So what I've been doing mostly when I play now is I respect that, and I give him that position, and I prefer to take him down from medium to long range and playing around what he's supposed to be. I mean, obviously, there's some points where it's really frustrating to just get instantly comboed down. Oh, trust me, I've said pretty, <laughs> pretty much every curse word in the dictionary um, when that happens to me. But at the same time, that's like running straight into a Widowmaker and not sitting behind a shield. You have to respect how that hero is supposed to be played and work around it. But there's a certain level between doing that and him just being too damn strong at what he does. So it's cool. a really subtle balance, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, to, to Ben's point, too, I, I think that... The the initial engagement kill is definitely the power of uh McCree, but his additional power of just instant recovery, you know, whether it's the roll or it's just the reload, and him being able just to right-click again instantly and kill multiple people, I think is where the, the power just gets out of hand. So yeah, a six second cooldown would be great for right right-click, but that breaks the mechanics of the game. There's no cooldown on right-click. You know, so I don't think that's that's just easy for them to add and because McCree essentially has an additional ability, unlike the other characters. He, you know, that right click is really like another shift or another E or whatever, uh, and it's going to be hard for them to actually figure that out. What about taking out roll? Like, what what if right click was just the roll now? What I don't do like opinion? the
3: idea of nerfing someone's mobility. Like, this is a very very fast paced game, mm-hmm. and abilities play a huge part in that. So I don't really like mm-hmm. the idea of changing a mobility feature
1: like i could agree big. at the same time you also have the fact that if you're going to be mccree and you're going to play that close and you're not going to have an escape you better mm-hmm. sure as hell get a kill so there's like a there's like a positive and negative to it where if you're committing to playing that close right. mm-hmm. you're going to pay the price if you, the price if you fuck up so i agree like mobility is is huge in this game and that's why you see lucio played almost every single game but at the same time, it forces them to commit to a play style. And if you're not comfortable or if you get caught out, then that pretty much screws your entire team. And we haven't even talked about the whole double McCree thing yet, but I think Ben had something to say, though, before we get to double McCree.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just wanted to comment because there's actually a, a lot of interesting conversations going on in, in chat right now. number of pro players uh, talking about this stuff right now in our chat. So welcome and thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> uh, no, I, I actually I wanted to agree, like, It's frustrating personally as a Genji player to be flanked by McCree, but that's really what McCree's strength is. So I'm not saying change McCree entirely. Um, I think you're totally right, Jason. Um, The thing that the interesting part about McCree and counterplay to McCree is once you learn the range of his flashbang, you just learn to stay out of it. And you, oh, a McCree's coming. Everybody watch out. A McCree is fucking coming. He's coming from the right side. Just stay five or six, seven meters away from him. You'll be okay. It's really hard to do, especially against a good McCree, but you can play against it. I think uh, coming back to maybe the putting a six second cooldown on his, on his fan, the hammer or decreasing the damage, the fan, the hammer, probably a better way to nerf him because uh, I think the bigger problem is just how incredibly bursty he is. He can take down not only 200 HP targets, but also tanks and just keep firing away. Um, and honestly, like, Seeing a McCree left click with incredible accuracy and get headshot after headshot is incredibly sweet and exciting. So, I just, whatever we can see to like bring down Fan the Hammer just a little bit uh, and encourage people to left click a little bit more would be great. Whether that's decreasing the damage or in- in introducing a cooldown, whatever that is. Okay. Whether that's decreasing the damage or in- in introducing a cooldown, whatever that is.
3: Okay.
0: Well, uh, why don't we move on? We've got lots of eSports stuff to talk about, just events and upcoming events, all that good stuff. So let's start off with Uh, some... Wait,
3: wait, wait. Put Put Widowmaker's scope back. Put Widowmaker's scope back.
0: Put her scope scope back. back. (laughs) To where it was previously. Oh, you mean where it was before. Okay, yeah, yeah. They, like, silent
3: nerf or silent buffed Widow in closed beta, and, like, no one even bothered to talk about it, but, like, her scope is gone. She can just see everything now. Also, make make
2: make the make her wall hacks last for 10 seconds, not 15. Please, like 15 seconds? Come on. Anyway, let's
0: move on. <laughs> that, is, that is definitely a long time. Okay, so let's talk about team news. Uh, so Rogue announced some news uh, You know, after Rogue won the takeover. They announced they, they're dropping one of their players, IDDQD. And uh, Jason, do you? any any insight on on just what do you think yeah what do i mean i mean you tell were us everything over, you right? know i don't know maybe you you kind of i don't know knew behind the scenes that this was going to happen i don't know after the event i don't know anything
1: um yeah i knew it was coming <laughs> okay um yeah. i want to be very careful about how i talk about it though okay just sure because sure. i don't want to say something that hasn't been released publicly about oh, it Oh. Okay. um but no i knew it was coming um I, it was mostly due to personality differences, um, whereas this is, this is where I was talking to the team uh, in a bar after the show, actually. <laughs> um, they were saying that So the five out of the six players on Rogue are super focused just about winning. They want to win. They want to win. They don't care about anything else, especially when the game's going. Mm-hmm. But from what I was being told, IDQD is more about, like, is everyone okay? How are you guys doing today? Um, try to be more of a nice guy, more about the the personal level instead of focusing, like, this is a job we want to win. So that was, I guess, the big difference within the team and why they eventually decided to part ways with him. But he's a damn good player, and I have I have complete faith in him that he's gonna find a really good team very soon. Wait. So they got rid of him for being a nice guy? Is that what you're saying? No. What? But you have a team like like Rogue and even Cloud Nine where basically are even envious, uh where anyone on the team could be a DPS player, a main DPS player for the team. Um you have to think about, well, Wins, he's playing support, but he was a Shoot Media pro, like, he's mm-hmm. got ridiculous aim, he could play, he could fill his role pretty easily if he wanted to. You also have Tavik, who can rotate around to more of a DPS role instead of playing the flex, so those little differences and little frustrations in the team, um, I guess, just came out a little bit too much, and they mm-hmm. wanted to just drop them and potentially pick up someone else, because there's a plethora of people out there now that they could potentially, like, look at to get, especially when you're basically the number one team in Europe, so...
3: Mm-hmm. So the wait, it's... they had the same problem with him that they had with Mendo then, but they just did the <laughs> same wanna... thing again? The
1: thing is, you have to think, okay, so I can understand it on like a professional level, just the fact of if you compare it to, let's say, whatever, a, game, a match of Overwatch, and someone on the team calls, alright, let's all rush in, and one person in on your team doesn't, it's just kind of like you're mentally not in the same place, and you're not focusing on the same objective, and whether or not that was in-game or out-of-game out of game being, we want to win everything we possibly can, we want to put all of our time out of practicing, it's going to change how a team works. Whereas you have a team of six rushing in together and everyone knows they're trying to accomplish the same goal in and out of the game. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if they want to drop him and find someone else, more power to him. I feel bad for IDDQD because he puts a lot of heart into the game. But I know if I'm a new, a new team, there's so yeah. many people out yeah, there exactly. looking to play and so many people looking to pick up a solid DPS player like he is.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, but this is, it seems like the I don't I hate to say it, but it seems like it's a curse of getting these number one teams, uh, and then they implode. Uh, so yeah, it happens. And uh, I would just want to note because reinforce messaged me uh, on Discord to let us know that Toxicin, formerly Experiment, is going to be their temp substitute for the Onog qualifier. I think later today, so we're actually going to get a chance to see Rogue play. As far as I understand, later today. Either this qualifier or the next one, but uh, should be this evening.
0: All right, so try out.
3: This doesn't of solve the logo problem. The logo. Oh, please change your logo. <laughs> oh man!
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, hopefully we can check that. You know, check out Toxicin and uh, see see how they do. Right. Well, uh, he, he was playing for
1: team for team experiment. He actually did a pretty damn good job, but okay. my question is, is he still going to be playing... Does, did Reinforce say if he's going to be playing DPS, or is he switching to support for him and Wins is going to be playing damage? or hmm. Was there any? Was there anything on that, or is it just literally he's supping No, he just... He messaged me. It must have been like four in the morning in Europe,
2: because I don't know what's with you European guys. You just don't sleep <laughs> uh, in the <laughs> afternoon here. And it was just like, yeah, he just let me know. So, that's it. Okay. all I got. Okay, um...
0: Let's talk... About- about uh, some events, so the Gosu Gamers EU and NA weekly started up again, and uh, lots of view. I mean, great viewership, you know, for both. Uh, ben, you casted the EU one, surprising the EU one, not the NA one. So, you hey, man, it's you're just based early.
2: on availability. Yeah, yeah. They needed a stand-in, so okay. that is what I did.
0: All right, so you're up early, and obviously UNZP casting it. Uh, Team Envious. You know, didn't play a lot the previous week, you know, in either of the lands that we, you know, we covered. Uh, but they came back with a vengeance this week because they basically won both of the events. Uh, talk a little bit about the EU one first, Ben.
3: Yeah.
2: So Envy kind of crushed through both NA and EU tournaments. So huge congrats to Envy making a case uh, that they're literally one of the best teams in the game right now. I've, I was so impressed with how well they played. And you know, frankly, it was kind of a relief because I, I was a little bit worried. Um, you know, the, the current Envious team is basically like the old IDDQD uh, with Tailspin uh, now on the roster. And I wasn't sure how they're going to play. It's a bunch of European players who are out here in North America uh, just over for the last week now. They've all been moved out to North Carolina uh, for, into the Envious house. And they're playing in a land environment, practicing together. And I was a little bit worried, I'll be honest. But they came out the gate swinging, played so incredibly well. Taimu, Tail Split, of course, playing so well as DPS. But everybody was just on point. You know, we even saw Harry Hook playing a a good amount of McCree uh, to great effect as well. So NBS made a big statement this weekend, as far as I'm concerned. That they they and now, frankly, they have a target on their back as well uh, as one of the top teams. In the world, you know that they, they're technically—I don't know—are they North American or are they and European? I don't, the I don't really know. They played it's in a both. bunch of Europeans that are currently in North America for the time being. Yeah, I don't really know. I think uh, North America will claim them as North American. I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll take <laughs> it. I'll I yes. will take it. Dude, NA is the totally number totally one region take. in that case, so yeah. we'll take it. Um, but yeah, I mean, man, I—the I, grand finals was so sick, mm-hmm. so incredibly fun to watch. Um, you know, we've just been seeing this time and time again. Like every time there's a tournament online tournament, land tournament, the grand, like, the closer you get to the grand finals, like, semifinals and grand finals matches have been incredibly awesome in every single tournament recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit one-sided towards Envy in the end, but it was still super fun to cast and watch.
0: Yeah, Shay, did you end up catching a lot of it? Either either the um,
3: tournaments? I saw a little bit of the EU one. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch any of the NA one because we were running the show match, yeah. but... Yeah, we'll talk about. It in a um, <laughs> I know I'm pretty excited to see Envious kind of appearing, and I guess they're not appearing. They've kind of been around for a while, just a different team. But yeah, I'm excited to see the actual org have a team playing again. Yeah,
0: Jason, thoughts? Yes. And,
1: I mean, yeah. there was no doubt in my mind that they were going to destroy every NA team. To be honest, I They haven't have played, played Cloud Nine yet. all right, all right, all right. Hold your horses, Jason. I will be thrilled soon. Don't worry. Um... <laughs> Okay. but you know it's they, what, they dominated <laughs> europe they dominated north america at the time yeah it's pretty obvious it's pretty expected and tailspin is a damn good damage player so it doesn't surprise me that they're going to be the top team or second top team whatever you guys want to say in north america um but no yeah expected 100 percent expected okay i uh, like
3: their first game to have hero limits and yeah like, that's what i was gonna see. bring up next no. No, yeah, they were not the first tournament.
0: No, not ESO the first tournament. First no, ESL ran tournament. it. ESL was Get the out first of here. tournament.
3: We, <laughs> ran we it
1: were it. screaming at me. I was like, excuse me. Because I knew this was going to happen. We ran it, and Europeans oh, loved it. But North Americans didn't want it when we yeah. ran these tournaments. And yeah. then we were told to not run hero limits anymore. So we stopped running hero limits. And then now people are going back to hero limits. So it's like, what? It's All just because anyway. I don't so, like
3: seeing two Winstons every game. I'd rather see like C9 versus Envious without two Winstons.
1: But exact same comps. I mean, <laughs> that's, it's, that's it's the the not too much You're the gonna get exactly <laughs> comps yeah. in, e- yeah. in either one, though. That's the thing. It's not gonna be like, oh, it's a different comp because it's one hero limit. It's oh, there's only twenty one heroes in the game, and not all of them are viable. So, yeah,
0: this is again, this is just something that will work itself out once we get more and more characters in this game. But for me, you know. I feel like I've been kind of jumping back and forth with just my feelings on this. But at this point, I am not a proponent of single hero limit. <laughs> I'd rather just see, you know, just the, the different comps that we can see with the different... You know, we we do see similar ones with the Winstons and the McCrees and everything right now. But, um, I don't know, we've seen some some cool changes. We've seen some cool, cool, uh, uh, you know, just double double heroes that are switching to mid-game and things like that. That I You know, in the recent tournaments at the Lands and things that I thought uh, just made a better argument for doing you know just not single hero limits yeah thoughts ben
2: Uh, you know frankly this might be disappointing to you guys Uh i guess i'm on a talk show so i should have really strong opinions but the games have been good with hero limits and they've been good without hero limits Mm -hmm. i can't say with any certainty that they've been really more exciting or fun with hero limits we've had just as good games without them uh in my opinion Obviously, everyone yeah. sees things differently. I don't love watching Double Winston. It, you know, I kind of want to see Winston nerfed a little bit, especially his ultimate. Uh, but if he's balanced properly, then I don't mind Winston at all. I don't even mind Double Winston if it's if it's not crazy OP and people can can counter it. So, frankly, like my, the ver- my for me, the verdict is still in progress. Uh, we we haven't come to a final decision yet uh, over in my camp and. <laughs> both ways are fun, both ways are good. Like, look. It, it's a good
0: game. It's a good either. <laughs> it's a good so I, a have, a- approach. <laughs> I it's
2: have a... It's
3: not even just a double it. Winston for me, though. It's like, the double Winston, the five-tracer one Lucio, like, on Koth, it's just, it's not fun. I can't speak from a team competitive perspective, obviously, but from a spectator person, like, I'm watching the games, I'm, like, paying attention to what's going on comp-wise, and that's not fun to watch. It's not fun for me to sit there and watch five tracers, one Lucio run around a cough map, just trying to buzz around like mosquitoes. It's just, well,
0: okay. So it's one of these things where as a spectator, I, I agree with you if it became like just the norm and every single team was doing that. But whenever it just like suddenly, you know, somebody breaks it out just for, you know, a round or something like that, that's kind of hype. I mean, you know, the casters go nuts about it. And, and I think the viewers kind of go, wow, this is cool. You know, that sort of bit. So there's a, you know there there's definitely value in either either sides there. It's just if it does become standard, that's when it becomes a little bit more painful to watch. Um one thing for single hero limits that I'll, I'll throw out is that um the fact that you can characterize players on a team to a role, you know, and have players be, you know, like recognized for being good as, you know, DPS or support or or you know, defensive whatever, you know, sniper whatever it is, right? I think that's that's good from the standpoint of like storylines and things like that. You know, people can, casters, writers, whatever, can, can, can really highlight these players. So, I mean, that's my main argument for what, single hero limit. But again, I feel like all this stuff will be worked out. Once we have like 100 characters, I don't think we'll see that many doubles like all over the place. Oh, 100. I don't know, like, like 100. Let's just say 100 characters. Like, 15 know. years from now. Yeah. Well, just okay. bought- I, I'm just exaggerating, but you know what I mean. I mean when you we just get
3: triggered 1,500 people. Jason.
1: <laughs> so, Hi, okay. Jason, no, no. where are your thoughts? I have thoughts? a good analogy for this. Okay, and this cool. is the analogy I use all the time when it comes to the hero limit thing. Um, think of Counter-Strike Global Offensive, right? I cast that. Know obviously about how to cast it and like what happens. But yeah. you see a team set up a certain way to attack a bomb site. You instantly know before they go for the attack what they're going to do. It's the same thing with no hero yep. limits. Mm-hmm. And with hero limits, you can't see it right now. But with no hero limits, you see... A winston or a double winston you know what they're gonna do they're gonna jump into the back line and they're gonna work whatever their magic and it's on the defending team to kind of adapt to what's coming their way so i like the whole idea i've seen certain teams playing certain comps or teams that are known for certain comps like um obviously players are known for certain heroes but if you have a team known for like running like a double zarya combo with like a winston or whatever it makes them more unique it gives them more of a personality so i, I like the idea of that and one hero limit, before she doesn't have the ability to do that just because there's right. just not enough heroes. But it also gives you the ability to to throw out these weird comps that the enemy team won't expect, and then everyone will go insane about. Like, oh my god, I didn't expect this, and then the meta will change. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't even see Soldier play that often until, what, a couple <laughs> weeks ago? And now he's pretty much like always played because him with the Mercy is just ridiculous. So the meta is always adapting. I like seeing that she's these little intricacies and uniquenesses with uh, each team and in, in what they play.
3: I'm not saying make hair limits a permanent thing, but for right now, it kind of feels like it's necessary from like spectator perspective. Maybe not uh,
2: forever. I'm just. I'm <laughs> I don't having know flashbacks. it's necessary. I'm having flashbacks but... to our first show where we're like, I know, right? No been here about this like we hate <laughs> here on our limits. We hate on limits. No, <laughs> We've been um, talking
0: about this forever.
2: Both ways are good. Let's keep experimenting. Uh, there's no reason to get all uppity about
1: it one way or the other, as far as I'm concerned. Whoa. Let's keep. Doing I mean, that. so right. I could agree. It's like it's so annoying to watch five tracers of a lucy or six tracers because you can't actually cast that. But at the same time, there's all these little things happening during the individual uh, skirmishes that you can't really notice as a viewer, which that falls on the spec mode actually being a problem and not being able to see, you know, more in depth things like that. But I agree, it's it's a little annoying to see that. But at the same time, like if it works, then why not let him use it? Like why force people? Or, to play a certain or way? Then, I think.
2: I mean, we might see the the uh, the opposing team go like Reinhardt and double Zarya or something, and like a freaking Bastion, and maybe that works. I don't know. Like, and that's exciting, yeah. right? Exactly. Or we just you take want to a see the player
3: those. vote of the competitive players and find out what they want. And, and then we just get one um, hero yeah. limit because, yeah, know but that's, that's not necessarily
0: want. right. Yeah. I mean, as much as the players, but I mean, they're the ones that lot, are playing it's...
3: the game, like, they're the ones that are playing it from on a like professional yeah. level. If they're uncomfortable playing something a certain way and it's the majority of players, then I feel like they should have a right to. Like play the game the way they want to. Just because we have certain rules in competitive doesn't mean that they have to also apply, like outside of that.
1: At the same rate, if if there's like a five hundred thousand dollar tournament and there's no hero limits, I don't think there's a team out there that wouldn't be playing it. Exactly. Exactly. I I agree. Like, yeah, players should have a say in it, but ultimately, Mm -hmm. it's Blizzard's decision because it's their game and they're the one Mm -hmm. investing all the money into esports at the same time.
0: Yeah, right but now, I
1: agree. I, you know, I don't saying. know if
0: they've made the decision or not, you know, with whatever esports plans they have. That's what you know, format's going to be, what they use. But right now, you know, I, you know, different events should just keep trying different. You know, some of them do single hero limits, some of them don't do it. And we'll just get our, our flavor, our cool kind of cool flavor every time we, we have these events. You know? And I think for now, I think that's, that's good. Eventually, we'll have to pick one. And, and that will probably be, you know, just set in stone. And that's what they're going to have to do for, like you said, $500,000, million, whatever it is. Uh, but for now, you know, the, just the, the event organizers, I feel like, should just, just choose whatever they think is right for their event.
1: There's, there's an interesting idea, actually, I heard about, like, limiting hero switching. So, like, you can only switch heroes three times. So, at the end of a map, you probably won't have any switches left to go tracer spam kind of thing. So, you have to time out your, your changes, you know, very smartly. And you have to think about mm. the long-term kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that would have to be built in, obviously. That would be,
1: that'd be well, too no, you hard can, to enforce. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know if you can wow. limit by number, but I know you can limit hero switching. Yeah, you I don't can, know if you can say it only three times or something. Oh, I really? In the, the custom, custom mode. mode. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I don't it. know if you can. I know you can limit it, but I don't know if you can limit to a number.
3: Okay. That kind of scares me a little bit. <laughs> like, talking about limiting hero switching? That's kind of...
2: I'm just scared about uh, this discussion
1: going on yeah. for <laughs> After. I just want to say, right, okay. think about Dirty Bomb. You're limited to three cards. And... This last thing, think about Dirty Bomb. You're limited. Yeah, Dirty Bomb's doing so
3: well right now.
1: Oh my oh, God, wow. that game's
3: exploding. It's
1: actually doing okay. Okay.
0: It's ben, Ben's terrible. feeling the dagger like in his gut right now. When you're, when you're talking about Dirty Bomb. Um, all right, to Ben's to Ben's point. All right, let's talk about ESL. I'll Go for Overwatch. So, Jason, you guys had a. Uh, an event too this past weekend it had a lot of teams participating ton of players looks like 453 teams signed up and then 368 participated
1: holy smokes man uh talk That's, about it a little bit so it was a 512 team bracket like jesus christ right holy um, crap so yeah, yeah 368 you that? <laughs> can you just tell me the logistics okay so the way it was admin is we had a certain way you'd play it was whoever finished the fastest one But if it came down to distance, like both teams got the second checkpoint, it doesn't matter about time. It goes into a King of the Hill map that's already been decided, and you play one round on it. And that's how you figure out who wins. Um, People had to submit screenshots to the website, so admins could check if there was a protest about a score. But I can't think of a single hitch that happened during the entire time. Uh, Throughout the tournament, eventually we got to a point—it was only semifinals this time, but for this weekend it's going to be quarterfinals. It turns into a best-of-three. And then the grand finals turns into a best of five, but no, it went really well. It's really cool to see over twenty two hundred people playing, like two thousand people spending their Sunday playing Overwatch. That's incredible. It's, that is
0: nuts. That's
2: that's the number of people that enter Evo for Street Fighter Five.
0: Right, right.
2: Right. Like, obviously, it's online. It's different, but that's yeah. that's so exciting to see. And it harkens back to an old, old, old memories I have of FPS gaming. You know, back. In like the early two thousands, when there were hundreds of hundreds of teams playing uh, actively on like ladders and leagues on Cal and OGL and TWL. Um, oh, it, it really, TWL, it's really starting to feel like this is the true renaissance for uh, FPS gamers. Like I, I'm so that, this and- makes me so happy.
1: And what's nice is that people, like a lot of the teams don't know or aren't in like the special discords to like actually scrim against like some of the other teams. So this is a good avenue for people to practice. Um, and there's also an open ladder at ESL um, where you can just play throughout the entire week whenever you want to, whenever you're free. So you don't have to commit to a Sunday. And all this leads up to a monthly final. So eight teams, the top eight teams in points from the Sunday Cups and top four teams from the open ladder playing a 12 team tournament. Um, at the end of the month or in the next month that's casted and you play for even more money at that time. But also the amount of streams covering the event was ridiculous. We had basically every single language that ever exists, like streaming in that language. And then even towards like later stages, we had problems because you'd have so many streams trying to cover this that we just didn't have the slots. Um, but it was really cool to see like everyone was watching. I don't know the concurrent across all streams, but I mean, that's still that's still great. And I hope that we're still going to get, you know, those numbers coming into this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, do, hey, link the link link the sign up page or whatnot not on in the uh, Twitch chat right now. So
1: I'm sure a lot of folks that are
0: watching listening right now are going to be interested in it. And maybe actually for the audio listeners, what what is the website? Just so uh,
1: play okay. and you can navigate to the Overwatch section from there. There's right. 94 okay. teams signed up right now. And that's just before like all the real team or most of the teams actually get in towards later in the week. So, yeah, not to
2: mention even that both the Ghosty Gamers brackets filled up with 64 teams apiece. Uh, I, I don't know actually what the signups are for the Onog tournament, which we're going to talk about yep. in a little bit. A second. But I'm sure a lot of people are signing up for that too. It
3: opens right. for that at 7 tonight, right? Yeah. Yep. Is that okay. EST or PST?
2: Uh, sorry, it's 8 ET, e- 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 so 5 PT. A- P-
0: no, yeah, yeah, that's right. Or maybe yeah, that's
2: right.
0: That's right. No, no, no. If it's 8 no, Eastern time. No, I'm it's, sorry, I'm thinking <laughs> thinking about time Europe. Talks. Yeah.
2: It's 2 a.m. in Europe.
0: Yeah, it's 2 a.m. in Europe. Okay, uh let's see. Moving on, we still got some more events. Uh show match happened, Luminosity versus Gale Force. Shade, I obviously you're involved with that. Did you organize this event or Okay, yeah. so she organizes it, so why don't you talk about it a little bit? It was uh, definitely uh, some good games, actually, between Luminosity and Gale Force.
3: Yeah, they were actually really good. Um, I said that like I was surprised. It was probably a bad thing. <laughs> um, no, they were really good games. They were really close and really fun to watch. Um, we had um, one amongst many casting as one of the casters, mm-hmm. and he was amazing. He did so well. I'm really excited to see him cast. I think he's casting against Knight um, mm-hmm. for the oh, Onog Nog. tournament, I think. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he was awesome. Really excited to see him cast again. Who else was casting? Um, Wild Will. Probably haven't heard of him before. He's super new, but he did really well too. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I was pretty excited about that. Basically, it all stemmed off of um, there was a a mix up in the sign ups and registration for Ghosty Gamers this weekend, or last weekend. Um, So the team couldn't play, LG couldn't play. So. I felt really bad because basically Siegel on stream had been saying all week, like, oh, yeah, you guys will see us play. And the this game was kept this weekend and that didn't end up happening. So <laughs> I felt really bad. And I was like, oh, well, we'll just do um, show match. a show yeah. match. And so at first I invited Team Liquid, but apparently they can't play on Sundays anymore. So that kind of sucks. Um, but GFE was able to come and mm-hmm. do a show match and the Plays TV sponsored a kind of smallish prize pool. That was split between the two teams, so yeah, it's it interesting really to see
1: yeah. that Luminosity need to make their own tournament to actually win something. Hey. Oh. I mean, you hey, right?
3: Because you're a professional <coughs> player, Jason. You play. I, a of- I'm a
1: professional caster, all right? I'm in the grand finals every time. I don't know about them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, shots thrown, man. There's, there's
1: right, shots it's, it's good to see down. LG uh,
2: performing well because uh, Gale Force looked so strong on land. I mean, they had such a close game with Team Liquid ended up having a really close game with cloud nine uh so the fact that yeah that's just good to see and i'd really really like to see lg play against team liquid now like that is probably going to be an insane match
3: i mean i definitely want to do this again um i was it was really fun just on my end the organization the planning of the tournament itself or like the show match itself was really fun and something i actually didn't know if i was gonna like but I actually really liked it a lot. So I hope I can do it again. And I think a lot of people enjoyed watching it. So I'm probably going to do it like maybe like a once a month. Yeah, that'd be great. Kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Show matches are, you know, a whole different element. You know, it's just like, you just, you just bring two of, I don't know, just a lot of the community's favorite teams, just kind of put them together, just make for, you know, like an entertaining, you know, few hours. And that that's a much different thing than just a full out tournament or open tournament and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, doing once a month, that'd be great call it something shade brand
3: it i will i mean it was definitely fun like i'm really super (laughs) thankful because the Plays tv kind of was like hey we'll do this here's 750 dollars for a prize pool and i was like oh i have less than 24 hours of playing this so thank you for that yeah (laughs) and then they did all of the overlays and everything too which was super cool so it's nice to see like tournament organizers and Kind of event planners outside of Overwatch trying to get involved. And it was really cool and really nice of them to to do that. So, mm-hmm. do it again <laughs> for sure.
1: Okay. So, uh, n- and, well, then, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Well, okay. Sorry, just yeah, one thing go, I, I want to give them credit for sure. is that it's also nice to, to see new casters in the scene too, instead of just like the standard, you know, uh, yeah. DP, hacks, Fish, Joshy, Joshy, Joshi, myself, Uber. It's nice to see some other people getting some light to actually, you know, showcase their skills. So, mm-hmm. it's really yeah, good to see that. I thought that. it was
3: really important. When I was playing it, like, I, we see kind yeah. of the same casters every single event, and I wanted to give some new talent a chance to see how they did, so.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, Onog. So we've been talking a little bit about Onog here and there leading up to this, but they have their second uh, event, which it's called, it's not the Onog Invitational, it's Onog Operation Breakout. Uh, and this is in tandem with the video game, voters network or vgvn for folks that might have seen you know just the acronym around uh th- this is cool like obviously they're having an invitation we'll talk about in just a sec but they're doing it for a purpose which is to bring awareness to um j- just to the communities that just a lot of these esport p- athletes or whatever you know just having trouble applying for p1 visas and this has been an ongoing thing in esports for a while uh just how you know just how much trouble that it, it or how much uh, hoops and everything that and even costs that it takes to even get one of these p1 visas for you know just our favorite athletes uh so VGBN is has always been big about bringing you know these kind of things to uh the community and and having us you know participate vote on it you know whatever we need to do just to help help with uh you know getting these these causes kind of through uh but the tournament itself is 15k uh ben you were like a huge part of the first one um are you helping organize this one at all or no
2: Um, I'm advising, but I've been almost entirely, uh, hands off with it so far, uh, simply because I don't really have the time right now, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, the first Onog tournament was kind of, uh, something I worked on with those guys and I'm really happy to see them jumping into the scene again and bringing in some cool sponsors. The first time we had Geico, which is kind of cool, but VGVN video game voters network is sponsoring this again. And, uh, VGVN is a lobbying firm for gaming causes yes. in the US government. Uh so that includes stuff like the visa issues which we were just talking about which is extremely pertinent right now because one of the most famous Smash Bros players, uh, Leffen, just went through this big issue where he wasn't able to come to the US for like 6 plus months and it really hurt his career. Yeah. Um and he finally got a visa so big good time out there or c- good timing there. Uh so I'm super happy to have them and Lobby, if you're an American, like, oh, lobbyist, it's like a dirty word, basically. (laughs) Uh, But it's basically just how politics works in the United States. You need to have this type of organization. Uh, So I I really love it. It's great all around. $15,000 prize pool, which is the biggest uh, we've seen yet. Uh, We're going to get to another tournament in a second uh that potentially is even bigger than that but 15k is pretty awesome and the open qualifiers begin tonight on twitch.tv slash one nation of gamers i think it's going to be one against one against many and i forget the second. zp yeah yeah they're going to be casting it uh together uh just in a little bit later on today i unfortunately can't cast because i'm 100 percent underwater right now with e3 coming up next week unfortunately Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's gonna be gonna be totally awesome. I'm really looking forward to watching. Um, they just released the rules, and it's going to be a one hero limit tournament. Uh, <laughs> of course, it is. Just now, just okay. now. That be- might,
3: you mentioned uh, player visas. I might have totally turned tuned out if we had talked about this previously. But um, how does Envious being mostly EU players, but living in NA, affect them participating in NA lands without player visas?
2: I You know, I, I don't know. Mike Haster is a pretty smart guy. I know he's partnered with the local government out there. So maybe he can pull some strings. I don't know. He might have some connections. but
1: thing is, I don't sure think people that. realize how important visas are. Uh, I remember back during LCS, uh, Gambit Gaming, which was a Russian team, was actually barred from coming to certain events because they couldn't get visas for it. They also weren't allowed to physically stay in Cologne during the time to have a gaming house here because they could only be here for like three months of time in a year. So they'd have to only, tra- they would actually, this is what would happen. They would travel like on Wednesday to get here for Thursday and then sleep and then come straight to the LCS and then play Friday, Saturday, go home. By the time everyone got home, it was already Tuesday. They get one day to practice and they have to fly back again. So it's actually really important in general for teams to be able to get visas to go to different countries, not just in the U S alone, but also in Europe, which obviously can't do with the uh, American politics, but it's, it's really a big deal. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so yeah and actually uh, even some teams recently in E-League, the TBS Turner Broadcast Network League uh, that just ha- that just happened. like They had Visa issues just a, you know, a couple weeks ago, so this is still a big issue.
1: I want to bring up something real quick, by the way. Okay, go
0: ahead.
1: Uh, X-Ray 2X in chat actually linked me to uh, an interview with Jeff Kaplan, where he talks about the McCree nerf, because we were wondering what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And Basically, Jeff Kaplan says we're looking. What we're looking at right now is the fan of the hammer damage. We're going to reduce it. The goal is to make it so that McCree can still use his combo that we love, which is flashbang and front of the hammer, or on somebody like tracer. McCre- uh, McCree should be able to kill that tracer. We want McCree to be able to counter to people like tracer, Genji, and Reaper, but don't want him to be able to kill tanks and shred them apart. we yeah. So yeah. We're looking at the right click damage. But anyways, back to back to okay. O-Dog tournament.
2: And yeah, I guess we should talk about the actual teams and tournaments. <laughs> uh they've announced, they've it's going to have. Four teams qualifying and two open qualifiers this week, but the invited teams are Cloud9, Reunited, Team Liquid, Envious, Luminosity Gaming, and Gale Force at six teams, and they're going to round it out up to 10 with the qualified teams. And obviously, you can tell there's a bit of an NA bias. They invited Reunited because uh, they were in the grand finals of the last ONOG tournament, but uh, this is taking place during pure booty hours for EU. It's like 2 or 3 or 4 or 5 p.m. No, actually like 5 or 6 p.m. Uh, what am I talking about? Pacific. So, yeah, like no earlier than midnight or 2 a.m. start time in Europe for these qualifiers. And it's NA server only, so <laughs> it's not explicitly region locked, <laughs> but most likely going to be region locked. Yeah. Yes, Sorry, I said. what booty. is booty hours? Yeah, what get? is Can you booty specify hours? I thought booty, I thought booty hours was like
0: late. Ass. I thought that was like late night. I what realize. i mean is it's
2: pure ass for your
3: oh, own oh call it. I'm,
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i'm, I'm just, using fgc I was
2: like... lingo okay come on <laughs> okay. get with it
0: gotcha <laughs> i was thinking that the whole time i'm glad you brought that up <laughs> <laughs> um, okay well uh you definitely check that out tune into that guys it it's gonna be a big thing what
3: it might have something to do also with the um fact that it's really difficult to play cross-region Um, They might have invited other EU teams, but it's possible that maybe other EU teams didn't want to bother playing. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, Rogue is going to play in the qualifier, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of EU teams kind of sit this one out. I think they should. It's about time that we see some uh, region locked stuff, I think. I mean, maybe don't lock it, but like
1: I'm. I'm I, I agree that. with you, though. Because like if you look at the Ghost of Gamers tournament, why are EU teams allowed to sign up for the NA tournament right. when there's I, I more than 64 weird. teams who want to play in the tournament? Right. I think it's not necessarily fair. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. And I totally agree with that.
3: I can agree with the Ghost of Gamers ones being region locked just because there's so many teams that want to participate, and it's a exactly. really good format for new teams to show up. But the bigger ones like this and like the Josh OG tournament coming up, um, I think they probably shouldn't region lock those just because... It probably would end up just being in a region locked, I think, worth it anything. Hmm. Okay. All
0: right, so uh, we got one more event to talk about. Uh So we talked about the 15K being announced, but we, are, we have a tournament that could be 25K, uh, which is the OG Overwatch Invitational. Which, let me bring it up real quick.
2: Okay. Yeah, so is, yeah is there's literally nothing there. This is my favorite, favorite yeah. landing page for a tournament ever <laughs> with literally no in information box, at all. In like, box. I love you guys. The more The more tournaments, the better. But why did you even announce this? Like, there's <laughs> there's literally nothing. Like, no one could sign up.
0: No one Dude, this can is even esports. follow it. Announcement group. to an announcement is always good, man. It's always the thing good. Is,
1: where's the money coming from, though? Is this all out of his pocket? Yeah, Josh OG, he's talking about, obviously. Right? Right. Twitch money, man. That twitch fish sticks, what, you was, mean that? CS what was that? I can solve Sco skins. <laughs> what what what? What fish sticks? What do you got? No I, I got nothing for you, Jason. You nothing you at all. Me? Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so
0: well anyways, another Overwatch tournament uh, to check out. Looks like it's gonna be the twenty fifth or twenty sixth, eight hours I guess each day. And um this is the largest prize pool we've seen. So twenty five thousand. Pretty nice, pretty nice. Luminosity gonna play in this one, Shade if uh
3: Oh, yeah, yes? we just got to invite
0: today. Oh, did you? Okay, awesome. Let's get them all. Let's like get all the big teams. Like minutes
3: while we were doing the show. So you probably have the information. Um, like probably, you know when it I is. I probably have a team list actually. <laughs> Give me one sec.
0: Oh well, we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to mess up anybody's announcement if they want to do that. So, uh, yeah, don't. don't, mean... don't share us don't share the team team list, please. Okay, please. fine. <laughs> but let's try to get the best. All the best teams in, in on a big tournament. And
1: I mean, the fact yeah. it is, Duke though, it out, baby. it's not necessarily about like, oh, he's running it and there's no information. It's that players can potentially look at being like actually using this as a living if they're winning tournaments. Like going from, yes. you know, people who are like reunited who have been playing competitively for like five, six years and not been able to actually make a living off of it, looking at tournaments like this, and if they happen this often, are like, hey, I can actually make a living. I don't need to keep. You know, working my job at McDonald's, I don't I don't know if they do. Um, and actually just focus on it. And that's actually a good sign. I mean yeah, there's a ton of tournaments, but it's good that there's so much money going into the esports ecosystem for, for Overwatch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well I think that's all we got for at least the topics that we, we only have ten minutes for questions. <laughs> ten minutes for questions. Hey, at least we have time for questions, man. It's all good. So uh, let's check it out. You see anything in, in chat? You guys can ask questions in the chat too. I'll, right, I'll yeah, on let here.
2: let us know. Uh, we're at your disposal. What do you think about the esports scene? Comments, questions, tweet them at us and let us know in the Twitch chat. We're happy to uh, review those
0: and get back to you guys. All right. So looking around here, okay, everybody was <laughs> just looking on Twitter. You can uh, tweet them to v 2 and I'll, I'll uh, see those very very quickly. Um, how far why are you so handsome, fish stinks? That's a good question.
3: Is Shade uh, May questions don't count?
2: Alright. A bunch of people are asking us to talk about hitboxes. Okay, yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Um
1: Jason, what do you think? Did you see Thanks, fish for throwing me into that one? <laughs> well, I mean you're, you're let's you're talk like about the player, right? Do it to do- I like, know. you're such a good player. I mean,
2: you'd have really good insight on this one. I
3: saw, you're a professional I saw a... caster, Jason. What's your opinion on this?
1: Well, my opinion is uh, something I saw earlier today with the, the counter to that, like, the, the response to it about hitboxes being a little bit wonky. Everyone's really used to these realistic first-person shooters like Counter-Strike, Call of Duty, Battlefield, where hitboxes need to be perfect. This is more of, like, a Quake, unreturnment kind of game where hitboxes are a little bit more loose, but you have to play around that. Um, I agree at some points, it's a little bit eh, like Zenyatta being able to be shot from basically anywhere, as long as he's just like near him. Uh, maybe some minor tweaks, yes. But in general, it's not a realistic first-person shooter. Um, I think maybe the tick rate needs to be more addressed than hitboxes at the moment. Okay. Um, okay I mean, yeah.
2: I don't, honestly, I don't really know what to say on this topic. <laughs> what, what can we say? Uh, I mean, yeah, it does kind of feel a little bullshitty to be able to hit people when you can't even see them but at the same time I haven't felt like it hurts the gameplay too much personally I I don't know I don't know what to say on this one you play play probably more than any of us shade what do you think
3: I don't really like tiny hitboxes for one like Widow being super super hard to hit with anything or a tracer
1: Both of them have a really big hitbox. A little bit,
3: yeah. Baby Diva, like holy shit! How do you hit Baby Diva ever? How do you kill Baby Diva with anything? Yeah, I don't know. I just like it's hard to hit tiny things.
1: What frustrates me more though is when I'm ice screen. I'm like around a corner, but on the or like I do a Genji dash or something, and on their screen I didn't even do it. That's that's what annoys me more about than hitboxes, and I think that actually is a big. Uh, It needs to actually be addressed for like real competitive play. Those actually are game changing.
0: Okay, that kind of leads to another question that was asked, which has to do with the high tick rate. And I'm actually just looking on Reddit, right? There's actually something on the front page that's the most helpful thing someone could do is concerned or concerned with Netcode is play with the actual custom setting, you know, with the sixty, the the sixty tick, and uh, provide feedback. So so Jeff Kaplan. Well, it's impossible
3: right now because sixty tick servers or 60 hertz servers are bugged yeah. you can't actually start a game
0: I'll oh you can't 30. even start a game oh my gosh no it'll terrible. just send you
3: back to lobby and then you can't hit the start button ever again after that okay well um so.
0: if we can't even play them then how are we supposed to get feedback on it right uh i don't know did you guys know about this jason have you tried doing a, a
1: uh are tournaments aren't 60 hertz or yeah. 20 at the moment because because maybe that, uh, yeah, they're, actually, it's actually broken as hell right now. So. Okay, okay. Well, uh, Jeff, Blizzard is aware, guys. Yeah, Blizzard okay. knows. Yeah, fix
0: that first. Then. I mean,
1: it'll be be—it'll be interesting to see, though, how it works when it actually does. And it'll be interesting to see if their competitive mode that they're working for this month will be 60 or 20. I would assume it'd be 60. Like, you, yeah, you look not, at Counter-Strike, right? they have private servers 128, and then community servers are 64. There
3: was so. a post about that in closed beta. Um when they initially announced the 60-hertz servers, mm-hmm. they specifically mentioned that it was only going to be for custom games for a very, very long time, that they weren't going to be introducing it into competitive mode.
2: Because hmm. so we all want it. Uh, it does definitely need some work, and Blizzard is aware.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, maybe one or two more questions, and we'll call it. Uh... Okay, so here's a question about... Um... I guess the platforms, right? Like, there's. I think it's clear that they're going to be balancing the game on the different platforms differently. So, are we going to see a competitive scene that's going to be on Xbox and PS4 versus PC? What do you guys think? And it just
2: depends on how well those games sell. If if they sell millions of copies, Mm -hmm. then yeah, of course there will be. Those guys want to play too. Uh, If it'll ever be even remotely as close to big as PC, I highly, highly doubt it. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see a scene Emerge. It would be cool to have, like, I don't know, I, I'm just an Evo fanboy, I come back to Evo, but it would be cool to have, like, a freaking console tournament at, at a huge fighting game event or something. Like, that would be pretty rad.
3: It also kind it's... of depends on what Blizzard wants to put into it, too. So if Blizzard's focused on their esports being mostly PC-based, then the odds of us seeing, like, a large amount of, you know, console esports events happening is probably a little bit lower. Mm
1: -hmm. I think it comes down to the demand. If there's a demand for it and the player base that wants it, you'll see them. But I don't think they'll ever be on the same level as, you know, what we're going to be having in the future.
0: Is it a bad thing to have the competitive scene, you know, divided up into different platforms, you know, given that, yeah, you know, we've already hit it's it's already pretty hard to get a competitive team just to be at the top or just super prevalent in the esports industry, but have it to be broken into different platforms that that's that's tough, right? I mean, that's generally not also, a good thing in the past.
3: Console has auto aim, so you.
1: <laughs> that's
3: sports.
1: <okay. laughs> yeah, I mean, what do
3: you guys
1: I want to <laughs> make a comparison to it, but I don't think it translates translates right to Smash Brothers where you have like uh yeah. project m which i think's dead now you have the the new smash brothers you have smash brothers melee like there's all these different games for smash that's played competitively but they're all you know distinct from each other there's right. no one game that everyone plays you know at one time and that kind of you know screws the community over a little bit but you can't really compare that to different consoles for one game at the same time i think in general like esports is always go- it always goes towards uh, at least for fpss goes towards PCs, but then you have like fighting games, which I I absolutely love, that Mm -hmm. only work really on consoles and with the uh, sticks. So, yeah, I guess it depends. But I prefer obviously on PC, just because it's you can get a higher level of play out of a mouse and keyboard than out of a a controller.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: It only helps everybody having both scenes. I think.
0: Really? Okay. So. So, Yeah, definitely. definitely. I think it's just a
3: question of which one will be more like prominent. It's not a question of whether or not one or the other will happen.
0: I don't
2: think that's a question.
0: Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh boy, here we go. That would be pretty crazy if well, we actually saw uh, we saw somebody on stick yet, that I'm was just crazy. Saying, like, it's
3: not a question of whether or not it's going to happen. Like there will probably be tournaments for like Xbox and PS4 yeah, or Overwatch, yeah. but oh, it's just sure, whether sure. or not it's going to be prominent or.
1: I can relate that to Evolve, the game Evolve, if any of you guys remember that. I don't want to talk about Evolve. Uh, So triggered. Well, we did more events on console than we did on PC. Um, Mm -hmm. They actually had, I think it was a $100,000 tournament that had its finals in Poland. That was on PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there'll be tournaments, yes. Will they be as big as PC? No. I don't think there's even a question about that.
0: Okay, one more question. Let's find a good one. You guys, no stopwatch questions, guys. We talk about that like literally every week, so we're not going to talk about that again.
1: <laughs> still um,
0: on
2: a, another week, another show. We <laughs> still have a competitive mode yeah. that we all yeah, agree
0: on. That should be coming out in a couple weeks, guys. Can't wait to see that.
3: I did run the show match on stopwatch.
1: Oh, okay. That's stick good. I on August yes. stopwatch as well. Yeah. There's some- I think maybe a question we can ask ourselves, and I've seen some people talking about it in chat, is yeah. the overtime in general, how it works. Okay. So, Fishstick, since you're a great player and very confident as a player, what do you think about overtime? <laughs> uh,
2: it it really it gets kind of tiresome when it's Tracers and Winston's and Divas, but beyond that, I'm totally fine with it. It's a it's a mechanic that, it, hey, it might be slightly artificial, but it's a mechanic that encourages hype moments. Yep. Hundred percent. Right. Um, and you know. Let's go back to the fighting game analogy. It's like, it's like X-Factor in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 or like the ultra mechanic. Like Top players are generally going to dislike it to an extent, but it actually makes for exciting games. So from a spectator and for a scene perspective, I think the, the pros definitely
1: outweigh the cons uh, with the with, uh, overtime mechanic. For instance, the Ghost of Gamers tournament, with, uh, it was Envious versus Nubris, I think, on Hollywood. They had, like, the most ridiculous overtime finish Mm -hmm. that I've ever seen, where I think Nubris ended up finishing the map. didn't win, but they ended up finishing the map. So it does create some really cool moments, but it also does create these awkward, like, tracer spams. I think maybe, what, like, a uh, a hero switching lock at overtime would, like, force you to think about it ahead of time. Like, yeah, this is going to go overtime. We need to switch now. Mm -hmm. But then you get punished, obviously, if you're going to spam tracers, but you will delay. I don't know. I think that's something that could potentially be looked at. It was like the diva spam in a closed beta phase. It was like a massive headache.
0: That's the whole limit to switches. That would, that would be pretty interesting, right? If you, if you couldn't even switch to Tracer, if you had that kind of game format. Might help with that, that situation at least.
3: Or just limit the amount of overtime that you can have because it shouldn't last forever. And then you don't have to limit hero switching, which is something that Blizzard has explicitly said they don't ever want to encourage in any format whatsoever.
1: I honestly, I like the idea of overtime, though. I do just too. Because I'm not saying get rid
3: of overtime. I'm just saying it shouldn't last for five minutes.
1: Well, there's a there's a inherent enrage timer in it, right? Like with like the longer it goes on, the quicker it it uh, ticks down if you're not actually on the payload or something. I mean, yeah, that, yeah.
0: I didn't realize that if that's the case. Yeah, I, yeah. I, okay. if it
1: if you okay. if it goes on way too long, then the overtime or the overtime ticks really quick down. Right. But it, that's, at like, the minute, two-minute overtime kind of thing.
0: It's like their built-in way of just ending, you know, like, not not having it last forever, like, you know, crazy, crazy uh, scenario. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, and generally speaking, I don't, I don't, I'm not in favor of a limited overtime. I do like the fact when extra minute, extra two minutes, it's just crazy excitement when, when people... Uh, it's just a different dynamic too. Whenever you're casting it, like you know, just that—it's a bitch that, to cast. Is it is it, a bitch
1: Is it to cast. okay?
0: Yes, it is. Just, you,
1: uh, is it? You don't know when the end is. Like you could be at hype for three minutes and not realize that's going to be what's going to happen. So it's just—it it's, it depends. Like yeah, it's super hype at some points, but it's also super boring at some points because you already know what's going to happen. Uh, It's—it's very—it's uh-huh. very tricky as a caster because you don't want to stay yeah. excited hype for three minutes straight. I <laughs> um, had the game like end in a really crappy way yeah
0: all right well thanks for the questions everybody uh you know it's always great getting a chance to have you guys you know interact with us on the show um we're going to wrap up but before we do i want to give a just let everybody know that's watching the show or um are more audio podcast listeners you know just on their phones you know iphones or android phones uh the overview is actually available on itunes and on google Podcasts, as well as a bunch of the other aggregators like stitcher and pocket cast and stuff so uh definitely check that out you know subscribe there if you you like to listen to audio podcasts on the way to work or whatnot and just want to big uh give a big shout out to some of the folks that have left you know ratings and reviews baker team with, with sam fedex adam green thanks so much for doing that and if you want to support the show, um, you can just leave a rating, leave a review, um, a good one. Only if you like the show, just, you know, leave, leave one of those ratings. That helps the show quite a bit, you know, in terms of people finding, discovering the show and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, thanks to those folks for doing that. Okay, well, why don't we wrap up, uh, do some shout-outs. Uh, Jason, you want to start us
1: off? and You're just put me on the spot, man. What? <laughs> you know, I'm just going you see there. his eyes right there? He's like... <laughs> Uh, they are about the same oh size as his
3: bumble. nose. Yeah,
0: oh. shout outs, dude. Come on, man, really. Uh oh, he's giving his list of, holy crap, I'm like, uh, ready What? Man, what is this? No, no, no,
1: no. no. Just trying to be professional. Um shout-outs to again ESL for letting me work on Overwatch. Shout outs to Chan for doing the show. Shout out to my as mom as and dad as as for as always as supporting it. me. Um and I think that's it. Shout out to Luminosity for always losing tournaments to make, sh- so I always have something to make Shade mad. <laughs> but I love you, Siegel. That's it. Oh, <laughs> oh, get oh, out of oh. here! I
0: forgot to show something. Oh dang it! I forgot. Yeah, to how show about shout outs out. to Siegel for giving us that host? I did, I did. Yeah, I said, but I love you, Siegel. Yeah, yeah, big shout out for Siegel for giving us the host. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait for my shout outs before I, sh- I do something. But okay, cool. Shade, shout Hands out? It's
3: for- broken. Can- um. Yeah. Shout out to you guys for being here every week. I love doing this show with you, Jason. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you have to deal mm-hmm. with me more now. Mm-hmm. I don't
3: even... Yeah. I mean, as mm-hmm. much as we like banter back and forth with each other, I do love hanging out with you. So to ruin the illusion I that wish we meeting each both other ways. there. <laughs> um. Okay. Whatever, buddy. Um. Uh, shout out to my stream. I see a bunch of my viewers and subs and stuff in chat all the time when we do these, and I love them for supporting me. So thank you guys for that. Um, and everything with LG, the team, and the org in general. Awesome. Okay,
0: Fish6?
2: Uh, uh, just uh, taking a quick look at some of the teams signed up for the One Nation of Gamers qualifier, and it actually does look like we have a couple EU teams. Uh, you you got Northern Gaming Blue and Northern Gaming Red. You got OW Kings, you got Rogue. Nubris is playing, Clutch is playing. Uh, An- Anox is playing the the Cipher and Cooler team, and a lot of good teams actually playing tonight. So it begins at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitch.tv/slash One Nation of Gamers. Go give them a follow. Go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> over this, Jason.
1: I had to count how many hours <laughs> it was for me. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, uh, go subscribe to the competitive Overwatch <laughs> subreddit. Uh, yeah, try to make that thing active and post. You know, we're posting things about tournaments coming up. This weekend tournament vods. After the weekend is over, uh, a lot of a lot of folks have been making guides um, from all kinds of different people right now. Guides are coming out for different characters, different maps, different metas. Uh, there's a lot of meta discussion um, among many other things going on on the subreddit. So make sure to give that subreddit a look and a subscribe if you so please yeah. do so. And that'll be it for me. You can follow me at Fishsticks on Twitter. And we'll see you next week. Actually, you won't. Cause I'll be at E3. Shit. (laughs) You're going to be at E3 all
0: week. Oh no. Yeah. It's all week, man. So I'm 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 out of the show. Three of us and we'll, we'll, we'll grab a player probably. Um, but yeah, de- definitely. This is a great time to do guides, guys. So, like, exactly what I Yeah, ben seriously. This is Even if you're not good, like, people <laughs> exactly. still think you're the, the, the good. The casual, ca- casual guides and YouTube videos, those are great too, man. People like to, to uh, you know, just relate to folks and stuff. Um, okay, so before I do my shout outs, I did want to show this. This is like the best thing I've seen all day. And Shade actually linked it to me from the Discord. I mean, come <laughs> on, guys. I mean, the, this is. I
3: can't let Are
0: you these doppelgangers up, or what? I mean,. Are these brothers or what? Those oh of you don't know who the guy god. on the left is? It's Ed Sheeran. So yes, Ed Sheeran looks like Siegel. <laughs> I mean, that's the, right. It's not the other way around. It's, it's so pretty cool. That, that was pretty <laughs> I can't believe <funny>. you <laughs> like
3: that on. <laughs> what?
0: There's nothing wrong. Oh with my that. god,
3: that's awesome. I'm in so much trouble right now. Why? I, no why? I know.
0: But oh big god. shout out to Siegel for hosting the show. Really, really appreciate it. It just helps you know more folks know about the show. So big, big, big love to to Brandon. Um, but. I want to thank the three of you guys for doing the show with me. It's always a lot of fun. Jason, welcome to the show. It's it's uh, you know we've done so, a couple episodes before, so having you more regular part of the show, regularly part of this show is uh, only going to add to the show, and it's going to be a lot of fun every <laughs> week. What?
1: Yeah, screw what? I got I got to fill his shoes.
0: <laughs> what? What's there got to do with this? There's awesome too. I touch
1: his butt at Pax is astounding.
0: God, okay. Uh, for those of you that might have missed the beginning, you can check out the vods on youtube.com/chanmanv. Um they'll be available about I don't know, hour, hour and a half or so like, or something like that. If you guys haven't had enough Overwatch pod, just Overwatch talk shows, podcasts, I'm going to be doing the Overwatchers with Patrick and Garrett later tonight and we have our, our guest Nathanius on that one. Uh, so if you you can check that out too on amove. Or oh, no, it's twitch.tv/amove tv. Uh just Definitely tune in for that. That's going to be it, guys. Can you see
3: ruined the illusion to 3,000 people that Siegel is not a bird?
0: Seagull Just so not you know. A bird. He's been on the <laughs> show before. They've seen him before. Gosh. Uh, but anyways, uh, definitely tune in next week, guys. It's going to be same time, same place, Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, you know, I'll definitely tweet out news. You can follow the show.